0: No, wait, you were you're both way after me. <laughs> three Sorry, sir! So got three, two,
1: one. Hello, you are listening to TW3. we're the show that highlights the world's insanities. We poke fun at those who deserve it and we tackle the fake news that plagues us. I'm your host, Dominic Lane, and I'm joined by the infallible Lawrence Ray yeah boy and this week we're joined by gregory bush this week we'll find out who are the largest buyers of explosives in the world we'll take a deep dive into some coronavirus fake news and we will later on be peeking into the life of john McAfee. we'll be right back after this Welcome back. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, week this week. Uh, quarantine all over the world. How are things in Brazil, Lawrence?
2: It is great out here, man. So uh, the president spent, I think it was five million dollars uh, on a campaign to tell people to go outside um, because he thinks oh, yeah. it's an overreaction. Um, whilst the local uh, state heads, like well, I'm in Santa Catarina. They told everyone to stay inside and they've enforced a quarantine with the military police. So um it's a real uh, wish wash of uh, president or local local state and uh yeah things are getting interesting over here, man. It's good, it's good times. Oh, that's
1: good to hear, Lawrence. So um yeah, how are things <laughs> how are things with you, G? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all good, all good, yeah. Just um getting used to uh quarantine life. I've uh, adapted some uh, great home workouts, and uh, I've got my uh, suspension trainer thing arriving tomorrow, so that'll be great fun. I can't wait to wreck all the door in the house by uh, trying to hang off that. You know what I
1: read this week? I read that um, Sports Direct were trying to basically be classified as a necessary (laughs) service, and he was... Uh, um, what's his name Mike Ashley that's it he was emailing the government saying (laughs) we think we should be a necessary service and um, you are to let us keep open and then about four days later he abruptly (laughs) apologised because they told him flat out that is not the case. Man's got to have his trackies is not he? (laughs) <laughs> it's very true and i also heard that um, that he was price gouging as well so he, a lot of items were actually put up being put up in price as yeah. people turn to home fitness to basically as a way to keep fit and keep sane in this time of national crisis
2: That's yeah it. it's uh, it's left. interesting how how things are going to change after this i mean obviously unemployment's going to be a bit bit more and and a lot of shops will go down. I think that internet shopping will be much more popular after this, and I also think that working from home will be too, so there are some kind of positives.
1: No, absolutely, Um, there certainly are. I think one of the biggest, obviously, one of the uh, biggest places that have taken a massive hit is the high street, Mm. and the high street, which was already struggling nationally, with a lot of companies barely being able to hold a positive cash flow, um, has now taken a real deep dive. I noticed that Laura Ashley, Um, We'll be calling an administrator soon and I'm sure many, many more will follow. So that is a bit of a shame um, to see that a high street that's already struggling take a bit of a dive. My local pizza place,
0: though, is making absolute killing just from me alone. So uh, it's not all bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is the one positive way to look at it. (laughs) Certainly, I think takeaway food shops.
1: I did also see, um, I don't know if you picked it up, that Leon has essentially re uh, position their stores as uh, more as like a takeaway type supermarket yeah. almost type place and they're actually hiring nationwide because they're on this kind of mission to feed the nhs which i thought was a brilliant brilliant mission to be a part of in a very clever way of um, of a hospitality company which of course is just like the high street is really struggling yeah. at the moment yeah. and they're essentially repositioning themselves in order to stay afloat during this time.
2: Yeah, clever idea. I like Leon as well. It's good food there. Um, not that we're paid to advertise in here at all. <laughs>
1: no, not yet anyway.
2: Not we'll yet, but yeah, I do like it there. <clears throat> Absolutely. But yeah, there's yeah. lots of silver lining. So I think,
1: yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into our first story of the week. Yeah, um, absolutely. And this is brought to you by G, um, who's looking at the largest buyers of explosives. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. Always on yeah. a
0: positive note. Maybe fairly obvious, guys. But uh, first of all, a question. Uh, who do you reckon the biggest buyer of explosive in the world?
2: Hmm. Sorry, North Korea.
0: The biggest buyer of explosives in the world. No,
2: no, no. I'm going to go ahead and say biggest buyer is it a country or a company? Oh. So as a country, yeah. Uh, it's got to be Iran. United States of America, surely.
0: Of course, yeah. The US Department of Defence, right? You know, they always 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 infamously bragging about the size of their military, especially recently that, you know, Trump's claimed that they had no bullets but nowadays he's rectified that. But more interestingly and the real interesting part of this story can you tell me who number two is? Uh, uh Russia.
2: No, not Russia. Um, Who's angry all the time?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I said North Korea. Yeah, Iran, North Korea. <laughs> He's always angry. Iran's pretty angry all the time. I guess... Say... China, surely China. No, but China would make them, wouldn't they?
0: Well guys, I'll, I'll put you your misery. And to be fair, it is a bit of a trick question, maybe second place. Because it is in fact Disney World is uh, the second largest of explosive in the world. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. How
1: is that even possible? Spends a massive $50
0: million dollars every year to purchase them. Uh, I said that before we can and start imagining Disney to be another US conspiracy to dominate the world, um, let's just make clear that these explosives obviously have an a entirely different purpose. Um, they are, of course, the fireworks that they use to entertain their guests uh, every day of the year. Yeah, what, what I would do with $50 million a year... Uh, those, would be, wow. those would be some firework parties, wouldn't
2: they? Yeah, geez, That's very interesting. Did, but it
0: did make me think. Um, so we go to war tomorrow. Thankfully, Disney is on our side. Which Disney character do you want in your deployment squad?
2: Ooh, Ooh okay. Um,
1: I, I'm a big Buzz Lightyear fan. No, it's a
2: solid choice, I reckon. Buzz is a pretty good choice. I think legend. that's a solid choice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, let's think, Disney, who do I want on my side... Oh, mate, are we counting Pixar with this? Yeah, why not? It's all rolled so, well together. They own everything I, nowadays, yeah, don't I they? We're counting Pixar, the dog from Up, mate. He can talk and he's a dog. <laughs> Doesn't it's get true. any than that. He'd <laughs> be great for team morale, wouldn't he? Absolute legend, yeah. He'd be up for it, like, no matter what. He's going. So, yeah, I'm going for dog from Up. Well, surely, surely one of the Incredibles
1: would stand you in pretty good stead as well. See, yeah. this is
0: going to be my choice. So obviously, Mr. Incredible is in my squad.
2: Thanks very much, yeah. yeah. No, he's got nothing on Doug the Dog, Thanks. mate.
1: Nothing on dope. Oh, I think, I think, uh, I think, Incredibles actually. But I'm a massive Toy Story fan, so I'm gonna stick strong with Woody and Buzz Lightyear. I think Toy
2: Story is pretty dope. I'll give you that. It,
1: it's, it's one of the greatest films ever produced. I think. Yeah, Lawrence, what was that story that you you once told me about PepsiCo? And yeah, was something so, about the world's super baths.
2: It essentially was saying that uh, it was when uh, Pepsi made a deal with uh, the Russians, the uh, Communist Party in Russia. Um, so this was a little while back. Uh, and essentially, they, during some sort of meeting in Moscow, Pepsi was there to like demonstrate American goods. And the argument was going on between the president and uh, I think it was Khrushchev. I can't remember who it was, maybe Brezhnev. And yeah, they tried Pepsi, loved it. They got into a deal and they traded, I think it was some ridiculous amount of Stolichinaya vodka for Pepsi syrup so that they could bottle it in Russia and sell it in Russia um, because the Russian uh, ruble was like a closed currency and basically worthless anywhere in, outside of Russia. Um, so they had to trade something. So it was uh, vodka. Um, so yeah, it was that kind of classic Russian thing of like we trade soda for, for, uh, for vodka. Um, but then... Past that, uh, it got to a point where they had to renew the agreement. I think it was like late eighties. I think it was, and uh, there wasn't really enough vodka to trade for Pepsi syrup. Because they wanted even more, so they traded like it was some large amount of warships, submarines, and everything. So essentially, Pepsi was the second biggest uh military in the world at one point uh when they basically traded like a shit ton of military uh equipment and i think even some personnel or something weird like that was like personnel training or something um in exchange for um yeah for their pepsi syrup uh which was absolutely nuts um, and then the trail goes cold from there as well so it's a bit like you know where <laughs> where did this stuff go maybe pepsi is gonna start you know a war against cola who knows? You know uh, that
1: could happen. That yeah. could happen. Yeah, oh, that's very interesting. No, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, I think I think that's settled the debate, hasn't it? I don't know who would win out of our three Disney characters in our teams, but that, I guess that, maybe we'll have to. I think we'll have to jump on some kind of uh, Super Smash Brothers or something <laughs> to battle it out. Given we've got all this time this week, that could work. Yeah, true. So yeah. we'll see. So at this point in the podcast, we usually jump into a little game. Uh, that we like to call have I, got fake news for you? have I got fake news for you And This week It's actually given last week. We went into a bit of a national geographic sort of foray mm. we uh, We're gonna have a look at three stories um, This week now two of them are fake news and they're all three Ooh, of them funny. are about animals two of them are so one of them's the real story right okay and they're all about animals It's all stuff that's come out since COVID 19 okay okay okay. so i'll give you the three bullet point titles and then you can talk and ask questions okay okay so the first one is that for the first time in many many years swans have finally returned to venice okay Mm. the second story is that in Venice, they have also spotted dolphins swimming in the canals. Mm -hmm. And the third story, and I wish he was here for this, this was something that Nibsy debuted last (laughs) week, uh, was that drunken elephants (laughs) did go into a pool of wine, or they found a pool of wine, and they drunk it and then passed out in a field drunk. And we talked about whether they were lightweights or not. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so there you go. I mean, there is obviously quite a, a heavy clue there as to maybe one that is potentially not true and was fake news, um, but in the effort of fair game, I'll let you take it away with some questions.
0: So, okay. I mean, well, I told you from the start, guys, never believe a word that Nibs has so uh, we know we can rule that one out
2: to start with. So, wait, so did, did, he, did he bullshit us last
0: oh,
1: week? Oh, the poor guy's not even here to defend us. No, so, uh, so, this, well, this really is to we get
2: it in. <laughs> He bullshitted us last week, then, with this elephant yeah, apparently he did. All right,
1: so, all right, so, look, obviously, TW3 looks to tackle fake news. Now, unfortunately, um, upon later research, we did actually find out that the elephant story, again, unfortunately, is false. Uh, and the elephants didn't actually pass out, so I guess that narrows it down quite nicely to two for here. So it's
2: whales or swans, right? Okay. Uh, dolphins. Not whales, dolphins. No or swans. dolphins. I would like to see a whale go fit through the Suez canals. Um, okay, well, how would the swans be getting there? Like, Do swans fly? I think they do, don't they? But not really. Yeah. Like, what? have you seen a swan before? They don't migrate. Lawrence. Yeah, but they don't migrate, do they? They don't like, fly <laughs> massive distances, do they?
0: <laughs> you heard it here first,
2: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence asking the pertinent questions Do swans fly? Do swans well, fly? Si- I've seen them like flap about <laughs> But I've not seen them f- fucking fly miles You know what I mean? Well yeah, how long do you watch them for? Yeah, still I flying yeah. Say, yeah. Okay, so they do migrate and everything, do they? They actually migrate Yeah, I, I think they, so They've yeah. yes, they got they massive do. bodies, man How do they, how do they get up? Is it like the airplane? Oh, got
1: massive wings.
2: Yeah, they got it. big old wings as well. Like... It's
1: like, how the hell do you think an Airbus A380 flies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, it's that, a that would, body, that would but not it's fly. Big wings as well. That would they not fly to without the engine.
2: Airports worldwide. That would not fly without the engine. That would not. Okay, that would drop out the sky. Um...
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but the wings don't also flap.
2: Okay. Well,
0: this gets this gets me onto the topic, guys. That I I bloody hate swans. I feel like I they're my real sort of lifetime arch nemesis is flipping swans. I can remember back from when I was a kid, walking through the park, you know, just, there I was, happy young Greg, feeding the ducks, my crust of bread that I'd taken down in a bag with me, and then, bloody swans giving it large from like, they've got nothing to do with what I'm doing, all coming over, hissing at me, (laughs) biting my fingers. Yeah, Uh, you know why?
2: Because the swans know they aren't meant to feed ducks bread because it inflates in their stomach and hurts them. wait, that's
0: rice, isn't
2: it? No, no, it's not. It's bread. You're not meant to feed them bread. So the swans were protecting the ducks. They were like, they were like, "Gee, you asshole. Oh no! Back off, well, this mate. This is a
1: little bit of interesting twi- trivia for you because something came up the other day. Does anyone know what a female swan is called?
2: Swanetta. <laughs> um. Swankeisha.
1: <laughs> I'm You didn't even know they flew until about. Tributes, <laughs> so I'm not taking any answer you said.
2: Swankeisha. Um. Swanetta. <laughs> Isn't it like a, This is where you
0: all quickly Google. Isn't it like a signet, or is that a male or a young um, swan?
1: That's a, That's a baby swan. Oh. So a female swan is called a pen, yeah. and a male swan
2: is called a cob. Oh, oh, it would have been funny if it was like so a pen and an is. <laughs> no. <Okay.
1: laughs> Not quite, Lauren. Lovely, lovely. Um, Very cheapening our show here. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean... Yeah, so, should we get back on?
0: Yeah, on. I, um, unfortunately, again, know what the answer is, so do, do you want to guess, Lawrence?
2: Okay, uh, I'm gonna guess first. I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say that swans have returned, but I feel like it might be dolphins, but I'm gonna go for swans. I think that's the real one.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, it is. In fact, yeah, dolphins have been be, indeed been sighted, haven't they? Returning to Venice.
1: No, not quite. So yeah, so there was actually a viral video that went out about dolphins. Because obviously in this whole crisis, everyone's jumping up and down and saying how good it is within the environment. And of course it is, but um, people sent out this viral video showing that dolphins have returned. Um, It's not actually true. This video was actually filmed um, off the coast of Sardinia um the correct answer is um swans but there's a bit of a caveat lawrence before you start celebrating too hard no i still won
2: uh, so,
1: there is a bit of a caveat in that swans have actually always lived in venice now i don't know if you know about the kind of how venice is made up but it's made up of obviously the main island but there's lots of little small islands morano Burano, Tocello and um, swans are actually what? do reside year-round in Burano. Right, okay. Believe it or so not. they've returned so, to the other islands. So people, yeah. Yeah, well, they've kind of, yeah, obviously, they've now, I suppose, now they've got nice bit of peace and quiet. They've been migrating a little bit more, but the swans do live full-time in Venice. So saying they're returned isn't well, quite correct. Do they pay they rent? never oh, to, okay. go to Venice ever again. No. So that was Have I Got Fake News for You?
0: Have I Got Fake News for You?
1: Thank you, Dom. (laughs) No problem. When we come back, um, we will be taking a little deep dive into the life of John McAfee. Yeah. We'll be right back. (laughs) Go! Welcome back. So, uh, when we left off, we're going to jump in um, to The Life of John McAfee, presented by Lawrence Ray. This is Hello. a multi-part series. Uh, you jumped the gun there a bit, Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> it's apologies. a multi-part series documenting um, the interesting uh, facets of John McAfee's life. Uh, so we'll let Lawrence take it away.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, John McAfee um, is a man who is uh, interesting, for one way of thinking about it. He's... Uh, a man who made much, a lot of money um, and has also been a serious drug addict. Has run a gang, um, has lived in multiple countries, evaded the law, uh, had seven girlfriends at once, uh, ran for president. Uh, he's done a lot and he's also been shrouded in murder mysteries as well where he potentially killed people. So you're going to find out a lot more about him in the coming, uh, coming episodes. Uh, today is not as much of an entertaining one because I'm going to give you some background about Sir McAfee. Um, so we'll start. Um, he was born in England, eighteenth September, nineteen forty-five, uh, and then swiftly after his family moved to Virginia. So he's actually English, which is uh, which is fantastic. Represent? Yeah, exactly, represent, boy. Um, and so essentially, he did some uh, a maths degree, and then he worked at quite a lot of places, so like NASA, Xerox, Lockheed Martin, government positions. Um, but essentially, kept losing his jobs because he was selling drugs and doing drugs whilst at work. So you know, it's probably not going to help you. Um, And he actually lost his job at Missouri Pacific Railroad for showing up at work after taking a whole bag of DMT. So um, he was obviously tripping his entire life out the window at the time that he turned up for work. Um, Anyway, after all that stuff, um, he basically read about uh, computer viruses in the 1980s and basically got a whole group of uh, programmers together who wrote him an antivirus software um, and he then gave that software away for free. Um, but put in the fine print, the um, companies would have to pay uh, a licensing fee to have it. And he basically was banking on like you and I going to work and going, oh, this is great free you know, software, fancy virus, you can download it, downloading it, and then bam, the company has to start paying. So... That's what he did, um, and essentially um, he built up the company, there were more viruses, he kept going on the news to promote his company, da da, da 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 and there was this big virus in 1991 called the Michelangelo virus, and he prophesied that about 5 million computers would be destroyed by it, but in the end only about 10,000 were destroyed, um, and everyone got pissed off at him, but McAfee antivirus then had 67% of the antivirus market, which is quite quite big Um, wow yeah so that's massive yeah yeah so essentially he really took over um but had this negative press so essentially um his investors wanted him out of the company because he was fantastic at marketing but he was basically a shit ceo um they used to have like sex sword fights wiccan ceremonies sex parties like all this sort of stuff in the company um so
1: sounds like we work
2: yeah, <laughs> sounds like uh, Wolf of Wall Street esque, basically. From the, from from what was going on, there's pictures of him with like weird, dodgy sex masks on, like in the office and stuff. Um, so in 1992, he got replaced as CEO and cashed out his shares in the company for a hundred million dollars, which is pretty good for 1992. Now, a little fact for you: if, he, if he'd waited till 2011 to cash out, the company sold for 7.7 billion dollars to Intel. So. He probably would have had a billion uh, or so. So that's where I'm going to finish off. It's just give you some background story. Wow. Um, this guy is a bit of a, a nut job, but somehow, without knowing anything about programming or how to make antivirus software, he controls 67% of the market at one point. Now, yeah, as I said, to come is a lot of interesting uh, and strange uh, strange stuff. <laughs> you, you'll find oh, out. Look about it to, okay, well, we, we
1: look forward to that next week. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> a
2: lot of mysteries coming. This is probably going to be about a 20 part series because there's a lot to go over. Um, and it gets more nice. preposterous as it goes on.
1: Brilliant. Okay, so um, brilliant. Thanks for that, Lawrence. We look forward to next week. No so, problem, mate. Uh, Greg. You've got <laughs> you've got one more story, haven't you this week? Uh, I yeah, indeed, yeah.
0: So, um, uh, Portland, in line with um, countries, states around uh, around the world, has been forced to close. You know, a lot of non essential businesses, uh, and um, so the Lucky Devil Lounge strip club was unfortunately forced to close its doors. But of course, um the order to close all establishments does allow food establishments to offer takeout still, you know, for delivery. Um and so from the ashes of the Lucky Devil Lounge has risen, Boo-Boo eats. <laughs> <laughs> Boober eats.
1: That's brilliant. So
0: the yeah, the owner of um of the Lucky Devil Lounge, you know, he he just wanted to keep everyone on payroll, like, you know, provide jobs for everyone, so uh um, I watched a, a short clip of him sort of describing how yeah, uh, everyone's been sort of reallocated. So strippers now deliver food to the to the homes of people that order it. Um, all the people that were bartending or sort of doing handling social media and taking calls for orders, all, all the chefs are still employed, like making food for for them now home delivery. So uh, so yeah, it was uh, funny, but also you know heartwarming that he's uh, sort of uh, keeping people in uh, in jobs doing these uh, tough times. Yeah, what a great man! It sounds like ho- it sounds
1: like Hooters home delivery. Oh, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, but Hooters, they don't strip, do they? They just wear a sort of scantily clad clothes. Yeah. Interestingly, actually, did you know that there was such a thing as Hooters Air? Yes, Hooters airline. There was an airline by Hooters. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it 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 was an airline, I
2: think It's just regional. I don't have the facts. It just in front regional. Of me.
1: I know it I know it was just regional, but I think it was fairly local, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, so um, it only so ran a few routes. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 So it was essentially an airline which had staff at their cabin crew were Hooters air hostesses. But interestingly they couldn't actually have Hooters air hostesses as the cabin crew, because cabin crew had to go through so much high training. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously you don't want some woman on roller skates topless <laughs> flying your aeroplane. And so Hooters air was in the real kind of air. It kind of went up on the airline boom and then it promptly came crashing down uh, fairly sharply. And it, it unfortunately does not exist today. And it certainly wouldn't exist now, but there we go. So that was yeah, a little times. interesting snippet. Sad times indeed. So um, with, without further ado, I'll move on to uh, my last story, which is I, you know, as as you know on TW Three, we like to kind of mock people who deserve it, um, and I, Facebook really deserves mocking here. It just does. But I don't know whether it's Facebook or general public. But you can you can let me know and decide. <laughs> Both. Yeah, go All for right. it. I mean, this might, might just be me, my kind of misanthropic nature coming out. Uh, so Facebook released a step-by-step instruction guide on how to spot fake news, okay? Mm. Now, there's a lot of things, and reading it, you know, I'm not, I couldn't possibly read it all out, but I would just read some of the headlines that they released saying how to spot fake news. Number one, be sceptical of headlines. Fake news headlines often sound too good to be true because they are. Okay, that was one. That's a rule to live by, to be fair. Uh, I mean, well, exactly. And I don't know whether this this one is just because, you know, obviously, you know, I work with computers a lot, so I'm always looking at URL links. But for me, this is so obvious. Um, look closely at the URL link. Never heard of the news site in the URL. Does the link sound like an established news source you've heard of, but there's a letter or two added (laughs) or missing? These are the telltale signs that whatever the link leads, it's not to the truth.
0: All right, so there's
1: loads of other ones. Um, There's, uh, I'll give you one more. Some stories are intentionally false. Oh, really? What? That's good to know, thank you. You mean people
2: lie Uh, on the internet?
1: Apparently. Yeah, so apparently people lie on the internet. Jesus I never knew this. Christ, Did you man. guys?
2: No, I was not aware of that at all.
1: The thing is, I know there's a lot of people that say it didn't happen if it's not on Insta. That's what I say to people when I see people take photos of their food and things like this. I say it didn't happen if it's not on Instagram. <laughs> but, um, I suppose the other one is it's not true if you didn't read it on Facebook.
2: Yeah, yeah that is,
1: uh, is insane. And I suppose the last one is call quality is always bad if you if you call on WhatsApp.
2: Uh, what what i find uh interesting um is that obviously now we all know now really that facebook is essentially social media for boomers i mean no one really enjoys it who's below the age of about 30 35 40 by this point it's it's your mum and it's your mum and dad they're they're the ones who are enjoying facebook and, and your aunt and that lot right so I find it funny that obviously, as as kids, we were always told, you know, people lie, don't believe everything you hear, blah blah blah, and yet now Facebook's having to preach to those exact people to tell them not to believe everything they see on the internet, which uh, that's what makes me uh, giggle a little bit inside. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I always think it's funny with like, social media, but it's just you just see the same sort of like evolution of 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 a generation, I suppose, like on the social media. So like we went through all these sort of stages when we were in school, and we were sort of like getting on Facebook or whatever it was big at the time. And so we went through all those sort of like rookie eras we see now. And now now that our parents have come to this uh, um, later than us, they're just going through the same things that we used to do, but they're just, you know, they, they've come to it a lot later than us. And they're at a later stage in their life, so it looks like, well, they should do better. But but I suppose it's, you know, the, the pitfalls are still there for for people that haven't used the social media and that kind of thing before, I suppose. you know. I suppose the clue is, stay on yeah. social
2: media, boys and girls.
0: Oh, definitely. Just stay away from all of it. It literally does not enrich your life in any way, shape or form. I don't... Well, I know, I used to yeah. sort of be with the, the the side of it that, yeah, it helps you stay in touch, uh, you know, it is good to... But now I just think there are other avenues for that now as well, that you just you just don't need it. And it's just, unfortunately, it's been ruined by the, the, the way that you can make money out of it now and people, companies can make money of off it. It's just ruined any sort of small... A glimmer there might have been that of, of you know
2: enriching people's lives yeah agreed agreed it's it's a cesspit oh, of idiocy yeah. everything gets commercialized um, so anyway if you want my twitter and... my facebook my instagram or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free yeah, uh, yeah, to get me at
1: and on that note if you want to get in touch with us <laughs> you can, um, you can uh, tweet us at tw3media or write into us at podcast at tw3media.co.uk um, but yeah, it's interesting you should say that because um, the there was a little bit of a study, and I read this in the in an article in the Guardian, um, and there was a bit of a study that said that old the older generation is actually responsible for a lot of the fake news being spread mm-hmm. as well because essentially i mean i I've got to think to my mum here. my mum is a very, very highly intelligent individual, but she is also the kind of person that if a notification pops up on her telephone, which says something false, she will probably send it to me because she is she kind of has that assumption. That if the technology, if the, if the funny technological device is telling her that something is such, mm-hmm. then the commu- computer must be right. If you see what I mean. Well, this is the thing, so, isn't it?
0: That they say, you know, a lot of the, the fake news out there, whatever, it's not being, it's not even being put out there into the world, in trying to sort of like convince people that this is the right idea. You know, it it literally is because it's fake, yeah. and people know it's fake. It's more likely to spread, and there's a really good like video on this. Um, which I will put in the uh, the show notes from from a guy called uh, CGP Grey on, uh, on YouTube, and he talks about how the reaction that promotes the sort of just the viral sort of spread that people want from from their content on the internet, it is like things that will cause arguments. So so they put out the fake news there, and then you know the public does all the work for them. They say, like, oh, do you, see, you know? Absolutely. It, it, if people are on the side of it or not on the side of it, it's gonna it's contentious and therefore it just spreads like. Yeah.
1: I find it yeah, I find it absolutely astounding how certain fake news that gets put out there can actually crash stock markets. Oh, I mean yeah. last week there was um certain there was actually a fake news chain of text messages that got pinged to millions of Americans and it was basically just spread by lots and lots of different people and it basic the message said that New York is going into lockdown and certain parts of America and that the military are getting mobilised and... Do you know what I mean? And um, obviously then the stock market took a hit because so many people assumed that it was from a reputable source because it was a friend of a friend of a friend who had told them. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? And it just... And this long chain of text messages
2: actually can impact world economies, (laughs) which is just... Fascinating! I love that. That's me. brilliant. Yeah, we got the the people got yeah. the power, bro. Now the other, to be fair though, like, let's be real. The depression is incoming anyway. The stock market was was bound to crash. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty yeah. amazing how much power that we have at this time to with fake but, news.
1: You know, you do have to ask like one pertinent question, and that that question is, well, what are companies doing about this? Because if you think about it, iMessage is encrypted, WhatsApp is encrypted there are also various other mediums by which we communicate over which are have end-to-end encryption which in case you don't know essentially means that the company can never actually see the message it's it's encrypted in exactly the same way as if your password was stored on a database um if that if that database was ever hacked that password could would hopefully providing you've been you know you're not visiting strange websites um is stored in encrypted form so what are companies doing well whatsapp have actually uh announced that they are limiting the number of times you can forward a specific mm. message to five people which yeah. is quite good
2: yeah, yeah that's uh, uh i mean made a massive difference here i mean uh well one way the president here in brazil got uh, elected was because they had these massive messages and groups of like uh, going on about his policies and his plans It just went around and around and around like everyone got bombarded with it um so it's one of the ways actually that he he managed to spread news and get elected was was through group whatsapp messaging
0: mm.
1: <laughs> well look um I'll, there's one more article which i'll just briefly mention given we're on the subject this is actually an article by scientific american which we'll of course link in the description um which talks about how fake news websites may not actually have a major effect on elections. Um, This study, which uh, looked, as most of these studies do, uh, given Mr. Trump is synonymous with fake news, uh, looked at the 2016 election cycle. And it said that um, at least 44% of voters um, had seen... Um, false information but had also seen real information as well so they weren't just getting their information from um, like a singular fake news sources mm-hmm. so oh, it did look at it's quite interesting it's an it's an interesting little read you can have a look down it um, if you have some time Anyway, Lawrence, you can go with your story now.
2: Yeah. So, just as reputable as like American Science or whatever that was, um, the Daily Mirror has, uh, <laughs> has, uh, <laughs> has brought us a golden, a golden story in this, in this time. Um, so this is uh, this one hit home a little bit for me. Um, I feel personally attacked. Um, now, on the Mirror, they said uh, the, the headline is. Mum soaks her entire Tesco shop in bath over fears of coronavirus contamination. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Now, this is where... It says here, essentially, you know, it's important to, to do what we've got to do, blah, blah, blah. Now, one idea that we don't... Condone. Apparently, they don't condone it or advise that it's replicated. Is that one mum who wanted to clean her food shop before it went into the cupboards and fridge of her home decided the best way to do it was to give it a bit of a bubble bath. So there's a picture of all the food, frozen, fridge, dry, whatever, sitting in a bath of frozen as well. Yeah, she went straight for it. So, so now, okay, now I'm going to tell you something that happened uh, about. I don't know, eight, eight nine days ago. Uh, we went, we moved to a new Airbnb. Maybe it was seven days ago, actually. We moved to a new Airbnb uh, here in Brazil. Um, beautiful, sunny Brazil. Um, and when we did so, we went for a big shop. Thought we'd get as much as we can so we don't have to go back out for a shop again. I had a dust mask on because we all know that is perfect to preventing coronavirus spread. Um, not just dust. And uh, we went out there. When we got back, we then got a bucket of water and a bar of soap and we washed all of the food and then let it dry on the floor and then put it away uh, with, with water and soap. Now, I wasn't the one behind the idea, but I thought, fair enough, better safe than sorry. Now, is that completely retarded, or should we have just put it all in the fridge?
0: <sighs> um, well, I mean, you have got me thinking now, because I, I remember reading a while back that, it you know, the, the virus doesn't live very long on surfaces, does it? But then someone yeah. said to me the other day that it does live for sort of... A couple of it days, does, yeah.
1: It. it lives for a few hours, no hours. Oh, it's is, it is a
0: couple of hours. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so that's that worry. You know, I mean, if who knows, maybe someone's been down to the supermarket and they just coughed over everything. In which case, yeah, scrub We've away. We've done
2: the right thing. Now, having said yeah. that, yesterday I went to another shop to get some more goodies and could not be bothered to soap and wash it. So we're we'll probably. I mean, get I think it it it's anyway, just good but... practice
0: to, but yeah, it's good. You know, I never soap it, but it's good practice to just you know. Yeah, wash soaking your, it in wash a bath. What's your fresh fruit and veg? You know, mm, yeah, that's kind so, of oh, a yeah,
2: different. Yeah. Soaking it in a bath is a little bit much, I think. Uh, especially yeah. fridge, frozen, and dry all in one bath. I think wouldn't that be more of a problem? Especially like also, what... meat as well. Because oh. um, no. I remember reading before a while ago, this is a few years back, that there was more like salmonella and diseases on the meat packet. Um, than there is even Mm. like on the outside than there is even on the inside because it's all it's like juices and everything all over the place and they pack it up so and also that stuff
0: needs to go in the the fridge like how long is it sitting in you know lukewarm bath water for
2: yeah so it's a bit bit dodge so boys and girls probably you know if you really want to get a bucket of water and some soap and just give it a nice once over before you put it in the fridge or whatever but probably just better off leaving it be or leaving it in the sun if it's not fridge or frozen because apparently UV rays destroy the virus apparently now i'm sure that's fake news but that's what i was told
1: <laughs> this uh, is fake news oh my god yeah it's, right, it's all so fake we are okay we are going to link and i um i'm we'll make sure that it's linked there's an article from the world health organization um which has got his listed a bunch of myths about coronavirus and we're <laughs> going to link it in the bottom do give it a read please um the world who has also um set up a WhatsApp for business number that you can message and you can ask questions and get responses. So please get your information from them. Don't um, get them from... from and if, you are, like us. if you are putting your whole shopping in a bubble bath, maybe drown yourself in it as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was at also actually go follow our twitter because what i'll do is make sure that we retweet an absolutely hilarious video from the world health organization uh it's gonna be one of the best things i've seen in a long time um, it's honestly the best um uh, we'll retweet that so go and have a look at that um it's to do with the world health organization and uh, it's just it's classic it's proper comedy so yeah we'll do that before we leave, before we leave boys, Dom, I've still got my Trump quote of the week to give everyone before we leave. Oh, of course. All right. Well, look,
1: let's let's do let's do good news and then we'll sign off with Donald Trump fake news quote of the week or whatever it is. No, it's real. Okay? It's always real. Oh, is this real? <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, Did you boys see that video on the independent that I sent you? Uh Oh, that is just comedy. Oh yeah, give that a watch. Oh, yeah. we're gonna we're Again. gonna link that. I mean, yeah. it literally it does a brilliant job as what Donald Trump would call fake news media taking it out of context. But it does a brilliant do- job of chronicling Donald Trump throughout this coronavirus <laughs> uh, oh, he campaign.
2: Was a wonderful man.
1: Uh, you know, obviously we start off with Donald Trump going, "I like the numbers, guys. <laughs> I like the numbers. <laughs> you know, five people, nine people, twelve people, and it really quite. Qual- and we're gonna link that." In the descriptions as well as well, because it's a must-watch. Anyway, without further ado, we must get to good news this week. So, uh, this is a segment where we over a minute, and I know it's incredibly difficult at this time when there isn't much good happening in the world, but we promise we will find it. And Greg has doing the honour this week in place of Nibzy, On your Well, Get set. One minute of good news. Go.
0: Healthcare workers applaud worldwide. UK joins countries like Italy, Spain, and China in thanking healthcare workers for their tireless effort against COVID-19. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of people volunteered to help, at the, help of the NHS in the UK after government initially planned to recruit 250,000. The target was achieved and doubled within a matter well. of days. Rocks in America set to donate 10,000 pairs of shoes to healthcare workers. Airbnb offers NHS workers free homes during the outbreak. A man in southeast London has run a marathon in his back garden to raise money for the cancer charity and to promote staying local for your exercise. A woman in Prescott, Arizona, dropped off an envelope filled with cash to a local pizza shop owner who is now paying it forward to staff as a local restaurants get hit by the coronavirus pandemic. Carnival Corporation says it will make cruise ships available to serve as temporary hospitals in locations that need them to combat the coronavirus. Tito's Vodka. To start manufacturing hand sanitizer for the pandemic owner of north jersey pizzeria hey! takes out a fifty thousand dollar credit line to play his employees and lastly joe wicks running daily p lessons on youtube has announced that he's donating all of his advertising revenue from the videos to the nhs what a legend hey go
2: joe go joe hey. <laughs>
1: okay go joe. brilliant thank you very much greg that was awesome so there is good happening in the world you've just got to find it and if you can't be bothered to find it then you need to follow us at TW3media on uh, Twitter. Or if you've got something to say, then please do email us at podcast at tw3media.co.uk. We're going to leave it there, and we're going to leave you on a Trump quote
2: of the week. Absolutely. Away, so the Trump quote of the week doesn't always have to be from this week. It's just a Trump quote that is real, that we I love. Um, so my Trump quote this week, which I think might be quite recent, is so. I like China. I just sold an apartment for $15 million to someone from China. Am I supposed to dislike them? (laughs) Hey! Oh, brilliant. Good old Donnie there. He he likes China. We're going to leave you there.
1: (laughs) We're going to leave you there. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to um, subscribe. You can get to us on all of your favourite podcast uh, mediums, um, Spotify, etc. Just don't forget, if you've got something to say, podcast at tw3media.co.uk. That was
2: the week that was. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And remember, kids, don't take drugs and stay in school. Yeah, don't become John McAfee. Yeah, that's true. Who needs a hundred million billion dollars? Yeah,
0: What is that, pocket change? (laughs) See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.